It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. It's time for the sports phone. Time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in in Portland, in Oregon. Jim in the Philo studio. Jim, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It was pointed out to me and uh, the historian there. You are Jerry Young. Um, this is the first Thanksgiving in 20... Uh, boy, I should know. How old are you? I'm 29. <laughs> in 29 years that our family, me, you, and your mom haven't been together. So there's a little little uh, family statistic for you. You're saying that with 100% confidence. It was a. I don't question your mom on those things at all. Hmm. I mean, I mean, you you can real quickly try it, but I I tried to do what you're doing right now, sitting around the fire. I heard it said. The only thing I'm thinking of, and again, this is like I'm. I'll take your guys's word for it. Is yeah. I. We made it together for every Thanksgiving, even in college for basketball during right in the middle of basketball season. Yeah, you were always off. And, and yeah, I guess you're right. And I did come home. Yeah, okay. No, I'll believe it. You're, you're, I'll believe it. Yeah, you actually was a little had bit to weird. Get... I uh, probably as little Thanksgiving happened at my house as anywhere in the world so uh, yesterday. It may think... not as well. It might as well not as been Thanksgiving. You last think night. you were one hundred percent no Thanksgiving? Did you do anything? Anything? Even eat one bite of anything traditional? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a single thing that was involved in my day yesterday that could have been considered Thanksgiving. I I don't know. We we had a potluck at the beach, and I had ch uh, we made chicken pod thai and coleslaw <clears throat> from from our own cabbage. I, I think us making. Coleslaw. Coleslaw's a, close, maybe. Yeah, but out of our own garden, that 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 start of starts sounding a little <laughs> bit like Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll count. I'll count. So, that that's the closest, probably. So this is a Thanksgiving edition. Let's at least call it that. Sure, the post-Thanksgiving edition of the Sports Phone. Yeah. Uh, for people that did do something a little bit more traditional, make the turkey, make the stuffing, make the gravy, all that stuff. We hope you had a great time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you watch football? I did. I did watch okay, some. Okay, there you so go. I guess, I guess that does. There, there was some Thanksgiving there. You're right. You're right. I did I'm watch sorry. a little bit of football in the middle of the day. I, don't don't scold me for interrupting you. I just thought of that. Go ahead. No, no, that's a that's a good point. I did watch football. So in in sports tradition, I did watch football on Thanksgiving. So that that will count. Okay. Welcome everybody to the sports phone. Uh, if you're new to the show and are not sure what's going to be going on here, uh, very simply put, this is a sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are here. 
we want to listen to what you, the listener, and hopefully the caller wants to talk about that is going on in the world of sports. Can be at any level, anywhere in the world. We just want to talk about it if it's related to sports in any way, shape, or form. We want to hear about it. We want to hear your opinions. We'll lend our opinions as well uh, if you so desire. We're looking forward to it every every week. Again, we want you, the listeners, to drive the show. Jim and I just want to sit here and not do anything for an hour. As long as you're calling and talking about sports, that's good for us. I chal- I'll, I'll even throw a challenge out there for our regular listeners. Well, this is for anybody, but for our regular listeners... Don't wait and let us bring up something. You drive it tonight. You you bring yeah. up something, and there can We're be lazy. a Thanksgiving theme to this too. I don't I don't see why not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let Jim and I be lazy and not do anything. Let us just sit here for for an hour and, and kind of just answer phones and hang them up. Should be a fun time. The number to do that if you want to talk about sports is 707-895-2448. No guests this week. We're going to open up the lines right away. 707-895-2448. Give us a call. Let's talk about sports. To get rolling, I think it's I think we should start where we always do. Jim, it is November 27th. What happened on this day in sports? All right, in this day in sports in 1966. On November 27th, which it could have been the day, uh, every seven days, I think the 27th would be the, the day after Thanksgiving. I don't know that for a fact. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing at that one. 1966. And this one surprised me. The highest NFL scoring game ever. And I closed the internet. That's what jumped out at me. So I can't even tell you. This is pathetic. I can't even tell you what two teams they were. But the the score was seventy two to forty one. To me, I don't know. I, I'm surprised. Back then, I mean, teams would run it for two, three downs, sort of like the uh, the Raiders do now, now and then. And I'm surprised that somebody that it was the losing team scored forty one points. I would have guessed. In the 90s or the 2000s, early 2000s or mid 2000s, there would have been an 80, 80 to 70 game in the NFL. I was sort of, or you know, something like that. So I'm, I'm sort of surprised. What do you think, Jer? Uh, it's tough. Yeah, I, I'm with you in the same idea of I, I would have imagined a score like this would have been more modern. Um, it's tough. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot other than that on on, on something like this, but it. Was it was the f- team formerly known as the Washington Redskins defeating the New York, New York Giants seventy-two to forty-one on November twenty-seventh, nineteen sixty-six? Yeah, it's a good, what, it's a good question because that what, was definitely what are the Redskins? What are the Redskins called now? Are they still the, the Washington Football Team or something? Yes, the, I, at this point, I would imagine they're going to finish this year as the Washington Football Team, and then starting next season, that's when we'll see whatever the new team name is going to be. Well, I'm taking a call. Hang on, caller. Uh, I just I was going to ask you the next question, Jerry. Are we going to get more calls or less with everyone out of their routine and out of work today? <laughs> Hello, caller. You're on the air. Caller, you're on the air. Come on, first one. Caller, you're on the air. Try again. Give us a call back, 707-895-2448. Try that again, and I'm going to admit that was my fault. Give it again. (laughs) Give give a call again, caller. Well, my on this day in sports, I feel like he's cheating a little bit, uh, mostly because I think if this becomes a story, the bigger news is going to be for November 28th. 
not November, not November 27th, but the article was written today. That's why I'm, I'm going with it. So today, uh, Sarah <laughs> Fuller, who was the goalkeeper on uh, Vanderbilt University's women's soccer team, made the trip with the Vanderbilt University football team to Missouri and will suit up uh, in their football game against Missouri tomorrow in an SEC game. Uh, She would become the first woman to play in a Power 5 conference football game if she takes the field and kicks a football. Again, that's going to be tomorrow, November 28th, but she made the trip today and the story was written today. So I'm cheating a little bit. So Uh, many issues, so many issues. What do you mean? What is the issues? What about me choosing this as a story? No, 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 no. Uh, um, I mean, first of all, you got a six hour road trip. How many females have jumped on the bus with a 17, 18, 19 and 20 and 21 year old foot 50 guys on a football team? Probably 10 other coaches. I, 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 I don't I think we'd know about it if there's a female coach right now. So that's. You know, there's a few in college football. There's a few out and around, like out and about, that are at different levels. I, remember, sure. I can't name one off the top of my head, but they're out there. There, there was a a, a girl on your your football team uh, or mm-hmm. a Mendocino football team when you were there. Actually, I think it was the daughter of the program director here in um. Ah, what was her name? It wasn't Sarah. I don't know. Was it this my, was my, my Maya? Time. Maya. I. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting story. Uh, I thought it was funny why Sarah Fuller is on the football team and made the trip in the first place because their grad transfer, because Vanderbilt's grad, grad transfer in kicker opted out of the season. And then their other special teams players got COVID and are in quarantine. So she's on the team as a kind of a walk on the tried out. But as you said before, before the show, she's a goalie. She can kick a soccer ball. You know, you tweak the form a little bit. I'm sure she can kick a football. Like I, and I've always said, if, if a female is going to break into big time football, whether it's in the NFL or in college, it's going to be as a kicker because it's the most translatable. Yeah, so it's, it's I, I have no same, reason to doubt a, if she takes the field, Jared, it's the same way. It's the same way with, uh, I mean, I, I remember KC back in the 60s or 70s. They had the first soccer, quote, soccer style kicker. The guy was from Europe. I think he was from Norway or Sweden. His name was Jan Stenerud. And I think he was like 5-1. I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, they bring in this European soccer kicker that never played a day of football in in their life and um i i think that's similar to this is you got a good leg you got a strong leg you've been kicking a soccer ball since uh the um what's her name sarah is that the name of the, yeah, of the sarah, sarah sarah's Ford. been kicking a soccer ball since uh fort bragg uh first grade soccer you know that that, that age group and uh, I imagine if she's accurate, I'll bet you there's a lot of strong legs. Now maybe this is that caller, Jer. You're on the air with a sports phone. Hello, gentlemen. Happy Thanksgiving. Early call hey, Vince. from Vince. Good to hear from you. Yeah, well, I wanted to make sure the phones weren't down after your first little phone call glitch. So was that you? Just... Was that you? It was not. No, when I heard okay. that, though, I wanted to. That was my fault. Make sure you guys weren't going to have issues. Yeah, no worries. Uh, good, good start though. Um, yeah, good start to the show. I love this one, Jerry, going with the uh, the female kicker. Could be a big story if she gets in. Imagine if she goes like three for three and wins the game. <laughs> yeah, and again, like I, I have no reason to think she couldn't do that. Now, college kickers are sketchy sometimes. They're they're not the most reliable. But again, I go back to 
you tweak the form a little bit, I don't think she can be any worse than some of the bad Division One kickers you've seen out there. <laughs> that's and there's, yeah, that's yeah, quite a standard. Plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of bad kickers. <laughs> Could you repeat that? Could you repeat that? Not as bad as some of the bad Division One no. kickers? The, the point being, there's a lot of very unreliable kickers, and even at the highest level of Division One football, I don't think she can be any worse than that. Okay, that's my point. I know, I know. Exactly. That's that's well well stated, Jerry. What well do you stated. think the biggest issue would be, Vince? Bus rides. Um, um, what does that even mean? No, I don't. I don't think. Locker rooms, bus rides. No, the, the bus ride's not the issue. The issue would be just the intensity of the moment, lining up. You know, playing soccer is a lot different than lining up right and, you know, having like 22 giant people right in front of you hitting each other really hard, really fast. And you got to focus on kicking a ball. That would be the, the thing for me. Playing goalie at uh, Vanderbilt is not going to be quite that adrenaline rush as uh, kicking that ball in that first time. That first time. When she does it once, the nerves will calm down and she'll be, you know, potentially fine. But uh, I don't think the bus ride's an issue. They're going to plan for that. Yeah, my guess is my guess is this might be exaggerated, like I usually do, but my, my guess is that it, she didn't just try out yesterday. Someone called her and said, "Hey, you want to play?" I, I think this has been planned. I think they saw it coming. My guess is in the last yeah. seven days, mm. she's cooked, kicked. She's taken thousands of snaps, even if it's not on the football field. They've gotten together and worked on this a lot. That's my guess. There's no, yeah, no, no doubt about that because she has to be comfortable with the the snapper, the the holder, the timing of the whole thing. There's no doubt she's been there for at least a week to two weeks preparing for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be so, fun. So, as, as I think, I think Vince, as you said, I hope she goes on and is three for three and kicks a game-winning field goal. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. It'd be a good story. It would be a good story yep. for sure. It's a shame it won't happen on a Friday because we can't talk about it in the future, but uh, you snuck one in. Uh, it's well played. Um, and, and part of that story, Jerry, you explained the whole one guy opting out, one guy having COVID, which leads me into my topic for you guys is okay. what's your concern level with the NBA starting oh. here in December and the potential of, of it not finishing its season? Because honestly, you got to look at the NFL College basketball's already had postponements. Um, you know, the NFL's moving games. College football's moving games, canceling games. It, it's, you know, it's this roller coaster. We're not in the bubble anymore. They're traveling. Yep. What, well, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? And, and, you know, at some point in the next week or so, we should definitely cover the, the draft and what your guys' thoughts were on that because, you know, it's, it's basketball season, really. Still, <laughs> let's stick. Let's. I know. Let's. Let's stick to COVID for a sec. Second chair. Um, they they're not going to have crowds, but that that we have proven isn't the issue because there's lots of football teams and baseball teams that didn't have crowds, and and college basketball teams that haven't had crowds. But th- this virus still spreads. There's there's no way around it. Um, I'm going the positive route. I think by the end. Of, I think by March Madness. Um, about sixty, seventy percent of the of the population is going to be vaccinated, and that's the next factor. That I actually think that we're going to see that during basketball season. From I mean, I, I work at a public clinic, and I and I I, I I usually hear things a little before I hear them on the radio, and sure. um, and it's this this is happening and it's happening fast and they're in dis- distribution issues right now i mean are a phase now so um 
would you say, Jim, just out of curiosity, uh, in terms of the, you, you've heard them talk about like the priorities for who's going to get a vaccine in the early stages. Where would you say pro athletes will fall oh, under? Are they directly under elderly and frontline medical personnel? <laughs> Is athletes the third tier of priority? <laughs> It's not a joke. I'm, I'm legitimately that is the, asking. That, that is the the most the best asked question without sounding cynical that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but, uh, but it's not a. It's not like a. No, I know it's not like a joke. A, what I do know is that fr- frontline practitioners, um, they're quote, first, like me. Um, I'm getting it first. Um, the elderly are getting it. I, I think you're going to see these. Um, this is coming a little bit from our expert on KZUX and a little bit from the clinic people that I talk to. I think you're going to see a uh, some pretty blurred lines. I think it's going to happen really fast. I mean, when they're doing the the, the first line of, of, of medical, there's not going to be like waiting three weeks for the next phase. It's going to all happen, and it's going to happen fast. And if you don't yeah. get yours right at the beginning you're just going to get it as soon as you can get there. So so just to, just to be clear. Uh, no, Jerry, I, 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 I actually, I, I don't want to be the no, one. Hold on, hold on. Just to be clear, <laughs> then your opinion is LeBron James and bartender Bob will have the same <laughs> access to a vaccine at the same time after elderly and medical personnel. God, I, I, I wish, just like testing, I wish I could say that, bartender bob and lebron james will will i mean 35 year old bartender james and lebron james both 35 whatever whatever their age is would get would be in the same line but i don't think so i i my no i'm not i'm not saying anybody calls in and says i agree with this they, they didn't hear it right i don't agree with it but i will bet you that these these pro sports teams are are on the top of the list somewhere. What do you think, and, Vince? And that's Jerry why Vince? to circle this all back around to Vince's question. That's why I think ultimately they're going to get through their seasons because they're just like testing and and where they had the quarantine, they had the money to do quarantine to do all the testing and contact tracing and everything they needed. It's going to be the same thing with the vaccine. Is there when it's good, they're going to get it and the season's going to get started again because then you can do it with more confidence. And it just allows you to slowly get more and more back to normal type thing. Until then, it's hard to say. Vince, it's funny. I was thinking about it from the standpoint of I think just comparing it to NFL or baseball, just because there's less people involved. I have more faith in the NBA getting through their season, right? There's just less players, less coaches, less officials. I just think just yeah. because it's it's a smaller pool, I think that helps to some extent, helping them get through the season. That, that's that's the best point I've heard so far. The vaccine is its own thing. If it rolls out and it rolls out quick and it's effective, then yes, that'll change all sports, all ways of life for this whole thing. That's an X factor. The smaller amount of people involved in the NBA and college hoops, you, I think you've got a good point. That, that should play into... Uh, a lower percentage of, of of postponed games and people getting infected. So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good point. I and, and, I, an and I like and yeah. I like the fact and I like the fact that Jerry went with the math. Yep. And and because uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a math guy, Vince. I want yep. I want to hear more. I think it's going to be a slow night tonight. Let me take this call. Give us a call back. Thanks, Vince. I certainly will, guys. Thanks. You're on the air with a sports phone. 
Yeah, I just wanted to mention that there's an article in the Washington Post today yep. about all these nurses and medical workers who can't get testing. And they were comparing that with the 500 and some odd thousand tests that the uh, you know various sports teams are using, seeming at will. You know, I mean, they can they have this huge number of tests, and we have all these nurses that are actually working with people with coronavirus who can't get tested. And you know, the article is quite interesting because they go into a lot of details and examples, and it shows you what's happening right now. Now, it is true that the past never proves the future. However, if we use the availability of testing between frontline medical care workers and major sports teams, and we extrapolate that out to vaccine availability, is it doesn't look good for frontline workers. Sorry, guys. Oh, I, You're not I agree. Sports and, teams and it, are. It, yeah, I, I agree, just in the sense of when you break down the financials of the United States having the NBA vaccinated is much more of a financial interest than vaccinating medical workers. Like, I, I hate to say that, but that's just, that's just a money thing, right? Like it is, it sucks. It shouldn't be the case, but it goes back to, again, what I was saying when I kind of made that joke slash question to Jim, I think athletes are in that top group of people that are going to get vaccinated first. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen them listed, but then again, they said that, that the frontline workers were going to be tested first. They said the elder are going to be tested first. And there was an unlimited amount of testing for, for uh, LeBron, and, uh, LeBron and company. So I, I, I don't think, caller, my gut feeling is we're, not, we're bad when it comes to uh, money and, and the priorities that it can set over people's health. But I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think the frontline workers are going to get it. I just think you're going to see the sports people coming in. I don't think nurses are not going to get the vaccine because the the uh, sports uh, the pro sports athletes get it. I just think, so I, I'm not with you there, but I think you're going to see them getting it pretty quickly. So there's, there's my well, middle. It depends on scarcity, right? Also, anytime you have scarcity, then... The prioritization really shows. When you don't have scarcity, meaning somehow there's huge amounts of things, then it can gloss over those inequities. But right now, with not having enough testing, it's easy to see the difference of what the system is really set up to do. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm thinking positive here. Again, everything I've talked to, the, the, the administrators at the clinic I work at, um, I believe that there is going to be an abundance of this vaccine when it comes out. I, that, that's, that, that's what I'm hoping, and that's what I think from everything I've heard of. So I am, would be so glad, caller, to prove your skepticism wrong. <laughs> I would oh, be, I'd love to have it proved wrong. Please, yeah, I, prove I know, me wrong. I know. Yeah. I know. That, that's a great, great take on it. I, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad this got brought up. This is a very, very interesting scenario. But it's a good article in the Washington Post, and you might want to take a look at that. Oh, okay. It so, talks about absolutely. what's going in right now. So what is... What right, is thank you, gentlemen. I love your thank show, you, thank by you. the way. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it, would, yeah, it wouldn't be hard. Just take a look. Find, you know, search Washington Post, testing, vaccine, nurses. So I'm what sure was it wouldn't, giving, wouldn't be too hard to come I got, I got all wound up in that one, Jer. Tell me the, the bullet points of what he said, the Washington Post article said. He, it actually said... That the article was about 
availability for testing for for frontline medical personnel and how it still is a problem not 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 the vaccine he brought that part in yeah and, and okay. his, so his point was basically all right all they're right. struggling with the vaccine that's not a good sign for for or excuse me they're struggling with testing distribution that's not a good sign for vaccine distribution 707-895-2448 um i was Quick, th- i wanted to quickly circle back on i had yeah. one other thought on the nba and their their upcoming season uh, that we were talking about a little bit ago and it's funny because you could almost say the nfl had a chance to do this but i would if, if i'm adam silver who's the commissioner of the nba and getting ready for a season where we're going to travel we're going to play in state in arenas across the country i would hope you know he could sit the players association down or, or the big name like the important pieces of the players union or whatever and say look we did a bubble we had to be that extreme to keep it safe we've seen the nfl mess this up we've seen the mlb have problems don't be these guys that i would hope that that like they have the examples that have come before them of what not to do but it's again it's this idea of buy-in right like if if somebody doesn't buy in at any level on any team it opens the door to problems but hopefully again because it's just a less people involved there's you know smaller chances of things happening right smaller amount of smaller amount of uh excuse my language idiots smaller amount, <laughs> yeah, amount of um but there's there will be some but it, it's yep. just smaller amounts of everything means I believe that was your point, right, Jer? That, yeah. that, that, that it may do better. And, um, I mean, for these guys to do the bubble, somebody bought in. I mean, they went to a bubble for three months. Yeah, it's also a lot easier to control someone in a bubble than it is to control someone, you know, oh, I know. going to practice, leaving practice, getting on a plane, flying to a city, playing a game, not getting going, back on a plane. Like, it, there's a lot more variables that now have to be controlled. Not going to a club when you're 22. I mean, right. you know, right. there's, there's, these are high energy players. 707 895 2448. That was a great topic that Vince brought up, Jer. Yeah. And, and it was good. Um, um, we asked for the callers to bring on some t- um, topics this, this, and, uh, or you can join in with, with what we've got going. What do we have going right well, now? I think dovetailing right into this, I have one other thing I think is least worth bringing up with COVID and sports and those types of things. Jim, did you know college basketball started? I'm a huge college basketball fan, and I had no idea that the season started like in the it, last couple it, of days. It's funny. You you know, I mean, you are my son. I, haven't, I don't change that much. How do I see, are you ready for this, except for Laker games, how do I see... 99% of the sports that I watch. Sports Center. You watch highlights. Right. I all of a sudden, I, I watch it every day. I record it and then watch it the next day. So I watch, I'll watch today's, the end of today's Sports Center, like the 11 o'clock version, tomorrow morning. I had no idea it was going on. And then I watched Sports Center today and there was like 50 games. Yeah. <laughs> and again, um, are we going to sort of dovetail this? First of all, you, you use the word dovetail. Are we going to talk about the impact of COVID on college basketball already? Do you got yeah, something I, else? I just thought it was worth mentioning yeah. that, you know, so the season started, what, call it two, three, four days ago. Uh, yeah. And there's already been almost 24 games that have been canceled, delayed, or postponed really? because of COVID related uh, situations. And these are things that are occurring to some of the best teams in the country. 
you know, UConn's women's basketball team shut down their start of their season. They're going to miss at least four games. Tennessee has put a pause on all men's basketball activities. They're going to miss multiple games. Baylor, who was the number two team in the country, in men on the men's side, they pulled out you of tell their, me Duke, their season starting Did tournament. you tell me Duke had to cancel one? Duke canceled their opener because of the road team having a case. Oh. They, Duke didn't test positive, but the team they were going to play did. Same with the University of Arizona. They, they tested, they had a, a team, they were playing Northern Arizona, and, and Northern Arizona had someone test positive. So it's just, a, it's, a, it's an ominous start, right? Like it's been, it's been fun to watch a little college basketball. I, you know, I turned on a few games. I watched a little bit of the Arizona State game because, you know, I lived down there previously. But it's an ominous start when in the first weekend you already have like 24 games across however many teams get, get postponed. It's like, it's, it's not a great sign of things to come, come March. You know, hopefully they get it figured out. You know, as you said, the vaccine gets involved, but it's it's not a great start to the college basketball season when that many games across that many high-profile programs uh, get canceled. Or okay, who who buys in more? Pro sports stars as they try to start their season or college kids who are really only, only uh, two, three years younger than the beginning pros? Uh, do, do, are they more careful on the road, or are they just like any other teenagers that I've been watching all over the place, not I, n- not not being as careful as as the adults that I know? It's you know it's it's tough because I in theory you would think that the college teams can do a better job. You know what I mean? Like they can kind no, of control their teams a little bit more than a pro team. But I almost think how I have well, like more you mean like in, just with discipline because they're because they're not going home right they're not dispersing oh, oh, in the oh, same way oh it's, I see. it's a it's a more controlled environment on a college basketball team huh but 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 I think even with that I I think I have more faith in the NBA just because they got through the bubble as good as they did more faith than the NCAA. Yes, yes. It's the NCAA. I have more faith in the pros. The NCAA, basically, do you know if NCAA basketball or the NCAA just said, uh, you guys uh, be as careful as you can, or, or are there protocols that... that um, I, I haven't kept track. I know that with, like, with college football, the protocols were very conference-based. There wasn't, like, a national mandate of any kind, if, if I remember it correctly. So I would imagine it's similar in, in college basketball, where it's kind of a... A, a conference by conference, team by team situation. You're live on the sports phone. So, really quick, Jim, go back and and what was the question you just asked Jerry that he that he was answering? Jeez, Jerry, uh, help me help. about the difference of uh, uh, basketball and football. Something about it being conference based and not league based, or I mean, uh, uh, oh, I, I want I want to know who's making up the rules for college basketball. Do they just say? Um, conferences, you you make up the rules, or are they saying NCAA? You have to uh, says you have to do at least this. Colleges, you can make the decisions after that. Do you know how it's working? Yeah, it's pretty much the same as college football, where like you know the Pac-12 pretty much is like no 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 fans in the stands, whereas the Southeastern Conference was able to say no, we're doing twenty five percent. And then they take it from there. It's school by school, so it, it kind of goes tiered level. This is the umbrella the NCAA puts out there. Each conference can go below that umbrella, but you know, to the or they can go above it, but they can't go below it. Um, and then each school can do their own thing to an extent as well. Which is which brings me into like this whole college uh, postponement, Jerry. Like you were saying, college basketball just started. It's my favorite sport. I've been watching 
a bunch of games already, and a ton of games got postponed already, which is why I brought up the topic of the NBA. Because, again, college basketball, way less coaches, way less players, uh, no fans in the stands for any of the games that I've seen so far. And it's a higher percentage of postponements you know, compared to college football, you know, to an extent, with the number of games in college football compared to the number of games so far with college basketball. Um, so mm. before there is a vaccine, the NBA is going to run into the same issue. <clears throat> I think the biggest thing for your, your thing, Jim, is going on the road, are college players more likely to, to, to do things to jeopardize? I think it's more about them being on campus. The college players are around so many other people on campus. Whereas the NBA that, players that, go home. That's what you're saying? They, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's definitely going to be a higher number in college, but it made me think about the idea of the NBA going away from the bubble and into travel. You know, travel definitely is going to open up issues uh, no matter what. So uh, the, the whole college end of it, I hope it works out because it's just such a fun. Uh, you know, we've already had a huge upset this year. It's such a such a good fun uh uh, sport to watch for energy. It's going to be kind of a bummer, no fans in the stands, but you know, I, I think the good <laughs> basketball trumps that. Jeez, Cameron Indoor Stadium, no fans. I know it, it well, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. I I was listening to something a couple of weeks ago uh, on local radio up here when I was just driving to the store, and they made this really interesting point about how when you have no fans at a college football game and you take away the environment. It exposes college football to a certain extent to be not as high quality as some people may think it is. Huh? If that makes sense. And and so I'm curious if we're if there's well one I'm curious if there's any truth to that. Two, if there is, I would imagine the same thing happens in college basketball, right? Someone Where you tell take me. away the fans and the college atmosphere, you realize. This is not a great product sometimes that's being put out there. Well, tell me, what what the heck, uh, what is the theory here? I, you, you caught me with that one, Jerry. I got no answer to that question. Who says that it's without, what makes it less of a product uh, without crowd? What, what, what's the story here? So the idea, and I, I wish I, I remembered this better, but the idea that this, this guy was basically, the point this guy was basically making was, um, he, he the, the, the host up here, he played football at Oregon State. And he talked about how, like, a huge element of college football is the crowd being there, how it's, a, you know, crowds in college are different than NFL crowds. They're, it's a different kind of passion. It's a totally. different feeling when you have the band and the mascot. It's, I understand all that. The whole thing. And when you and, and so it, what that does is it hides or, or obscures the quality of play. Because of the environment that it's in, where his point is like Oregon State's a bad football team, but if you do, if you do the environment of Research Stadium where they play, it hides how bad of a football team they are in some ways. All right. And so the the point he's making is when you remove the crowd and you remove the college environment, you're just left with very mediocre football. So I'm just curious, like, oh, did I lose? Just the, did I get dropped? Oh, you're, oh, you're there. Me. I got you, Vince. Oh. Really? Vince, are you there? Vince, you're still there. Oh, huh, Vince, you're still there. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. Um, thank you for the program. I was uh, sad to hear the news, but happy to have a caller earlier reiterate what 
point that I made several months ago about the availability of testing for essential workers and the public versus availability for pro sports. And the question of vaccine distribution loans, if you want kids to have sports again, would you rather that or would you rather keep watching pro sports? Does it have to be one or the other? Well, you tell me. I'm saying that there'll be, I'm saying the difference is. my, my, and I'll, I'll let you go in a second here, caller. I'm saying the difference here is there was a shortage of testing and there won't be a shortage of vaccine, but go ahead. Well, you say there was a shortage of testing, but as that caller and I have both pointed out, there doesn't seem to be a shortage for certain groups. And I recognize that pro sports are attractive and why they're attractive and why they are on TV and why they're currently going on is because fans support them and they support the advertisers who support the teams. Right. But if we want to talk about traditional Thanksgiving as you were, uh, you could watch TV or... And I won't tell you what you're probably watching on TV. Or we can talk about the contest that started with the traditional, original Thanksgiving. And we can talk about who's winning the contest that's still going on. And in overtime, Native Americans are still dying and being wiped out. So the questions are for everyone involved, healthcare, testing, vaccinations, who goes first, who goes last. And thank you for the program. Appreciate Thank you for the conversation. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the call. I still stand by, and I know I made it sound a little maybe too comical when I brought it up. I still stand by... It's one. One is in 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 theory. One is frontline medical personnel. If you're going to call elderly two, I think two B is athletes in terms of distribution of this vaccine. There's there's just too or much I, money involved to I, not get I, sports back at some. I, I actually, Jerry, I'm going to take that a little bit further. Um, it might I, even I, be I don't. I don't think it's athletes. If if if, if I go with your model, that. Frontline workers, yes, maybe they're going to get it first. Maybe elderly. In America, it's not just going to be the athletes. It's going to be the people with a lot of money. It doesn't matter if they're well, athletes or not. Let, let's be fair here. Well, sure, the Hollywood but- stars, if they want it, they're going to get it first. And that has nothing to do with, with athletics. It has nothing to do with sports. That has to do with the American um, uh, monetary system. Well, the- sure, but, but a large portion of people with money in this country are professional athletes and a market that is losing money because of covid is professional sports so i'm just saying that like that yeah if you want to say wealthy is that group i think athletes and the and the industry of professional sports to a lesser extent college sports is well in that wealthy category 
for the for for the distribution of a vaccine. You're live on the sports phone. I think I heard that one hang up. Try again. Whoever's calling in, here we go. You're live on the sports phone. Well, other entertainers. Other entertainers besides sports people? Yeah. I give examples. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, examples. Yeah. Uh, a live theater, live musician. I mean, sure. All of these, all all, all of these industries that are important. I, I mean, they're not always acknowledged as being that important. But let's have a survey. How many people miss this kind of stuff? If you you think sports is the only major industry in entertainment that is 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 messing with 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 our economy right now so the rolling stones get the vaccination but the rolling stones will get the vaccination as soon as they want it right that's that's my point but, go ahead Jerry. okay go, go ahead and finish and then i do have one comment on that again comparing it to college sports but but or, but, or, or but, professional but, but but once again i mean the priorities I, i'm not saying that that's what it should be I I'm just saying that this is this is the this is an extension along the lines of what you're talking about. True. No, I, I yeah, absolutely. I guess the reason we were I was using sports, you know, <laughs> in the idea that you know it's we're, we're you know the sports centric topic of of athletes just because of the nature of the show, so to speak. But yeah, there, there's definitely other plus, people in the wealthy category, plus, right? Musicians, plus actors. That's how it's worked out so far. I because ask you. Le- LeBron has gotten you know dozens of tests, right? Oh yeah, daily. What one yeah. thing that? I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, caller. I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. No, that was it. That was it. I was just saying, you know, like you said, the uh, this is Burton, by the way. Uh, what you were saying before about you know about it when you brought it up and you said it in such a flippant way and stuff. I liked it. It was yeah. real social commentary to hear it in your with with that attitude in your voice. Uh, Burton, you you have a you have a good sense of of other live entertainment. My, my mind wanders, and, and sports is such a big part of my live entertainment world, and I haven't seen any of it. All I do is see TV. Um, give me a list of, of three. You mentioned um, live music, live theater. What else are we missing that, that is completely shut off because of the virus, that with vaccination that's going to come back and people are going to love it? Give me some more. Well, well, you know, I, I was just riffing on what you guys were talking about, and so I, I'm I'm totally unprepared to go uh, okay. too much further into detail on that. However, you know, you know, you know who some of the frontline people are are these people with the uh, private restauranteurs and stuff. I mean, uh, let's talk about an aspect of our economy that is just going to fall flat on its face mm-hmm. if it has, and and in many cases has already. Lots of small businesses of many kinds. And now you got you got the restauranteurs that put a bunch of money into the fact that so that they can stay open on an outside basis. And now, oh, sorry, you can't be open with your out with your new patio right now because blah 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 because the numbers are so messed up. Right. And right. so, you know, I'm not saying that it's the wrong thing to do, but this is another really vulnerable population. And when a restaurant goes down, employees are affected. And on and on and on. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I also earlier, and I'll get off after making this comment, <clears throat> the way you guys are taking this 
tying COVID into your sports scene on a weekly basis would make McCarthy proud. Oh, thank you. I, love it. I, I, I do think about McCarthy every week, Burton. I really do. It's, it's, it's especially at the beginning of the show. I, I mean, I don't do that at home. I do it when I get to the station. Right, right. Because, oh, we're going to get that call. Thank and you. No, for, you're not. So, anyway, thanks. thank you guys. Thanks, Burton. Love it, Burton. Thank you. 707 We're talking about. What's going to come back with a vaccine that came back and who's going to get it? Or actually, we're not really talking, are we, Jared, about who's going to get it? We're talking about, I think you've brought this up. I think think you have have lit the fire under this one. Who's going to get it? Um, And is it going to be like the testing? Isn't that the summary of what we're talking about? Is it going to be like testing and are professional athletes going to get it sooner because people want to see them and that's the only reason it's not it, it's not because they uh, they want it. it's because people want it hello you're on the air you're on the sports phone you're on the sports phone all right i'm triple dipping that's okay as soon, we, get a, as soon as you get a call you kick me off no worry we, worries, we allow gotta, triple I, dipping vince uh, <laughs> I, I do appreciate that um so first Here's a conundrum for you. If you're an NBA owner, you obviously want your NBA players to get the vaccine first because that's your commodity and that's your asset. Yep. But you don't get to really make money and pay those players unless you've got butts in those seats. So you better make sure your community gets that vaccine as well so they can start going to games again. So you know what do you I just envisioned, Vince? Do you spend the money? Do you, because, again, it's about the money. Do you spend the money to get your players vaccinated, or do you also spend the money to make sure that, that gets dispersed amongst the community so those people can go to your games? Vince, I don't know. This would never happen. I'm sure practically there's just no way this could work. But I feel like the NBA, NBA owners should, when when they reopen their stadiums, as part of your ticket purchase, you get a coupon for the vaccine. And they vaccine you at the gate when they let you in. You guys are your first game back. Both out of your minds. I'm taking another call. Vince, I want you to be a, be a four-time caller. Be our first one. Hello, caller. Uh, You're on the air. Thanks, You're on the air. You're on the air with a sports phone. Hello? 707-895-2448. Give us a call. You're on the sports phone. Hello? Phones are lighting up, and I'm pushing the button, and they're not <clears throat> They're not there, Jer. Well, just keep trying. You yeah. know, we got about 13 minutes left on the show here, and I, I know what the example I made there was kind of, you know, hyperbolic and a little silly, but I think that's the idea, right, that Vince was going for. You, was opened, just like, up, you opened up a can of worms here tonight. Well, yeah, but but I, I think that the idea Vince was going for there was like owners have the responsibility of like if they want to make money, they need their, their fans vaccinated as much as they need their players vaccinated. So I just thought first immediate thought I had was like scan your ticket when you're going through immediately get a vaccine. I, I doubt it works that quickly or there's other stuff involved, but like yeah, beer that, a, I just think it'd be so funny for something like that. Beer, that. hot dog and, and a vaccine. Hello, caller. Exactly. You're on the air. <laughs> you're on the air. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Let's try another one. 
call give us a call back 707-895-2448 i'm hoping the lines are uh, the lines are open now we just got to get them working um uh caller you're, you're on the air hello try again um i I, I, we're basing this whole conversation on the fact that of what happened during testing, though. We're saying that athletes got it sooner, nurses didn't get it, but what, hello, caller, you're on the air. Caller? But, you know, we're, If there's enough vaccine, then all these issues are going away, aren't they, Jer? Right, but but to go back to the whatever, however many calls ago it was, <laughs> what's the faith that you, in there being a, in in the vaccine being distributed better than testing was when it's the same entity, so to speak, that is that, that is distributing this again? So it's just it's just a it's a, it's an opinion thing, right? Like it's you have the facts of you work in a medical facility or, or a medical area so to speak so you're hearing one thing right but then there's the the experience of right all right, this right, idea right, of right 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 if, if you want to test you should be able to get a test that's still not the case in so many ways so what why should there be faith in if you want a vaccine you're going to get a vaccine like, that's the the disconnect right like why should there be faith in one when the other was just such a mess and, and it's tough, you know, and, and that goes, again, it goes back to this, to what we've been talking about, where for an athlete, if they want to test, they got to test. If they want a vaccine, they're going to get a vaccine. So, it, you know, we're just going to see kind of how it goes. Um, still working on getting the phones uh, squared away over here. We've got about 10 minutes left on the sports phone, 707-895-2448. Uh, give us a ring. We'll try to get you on if we can get the phones squared away here. If not, uh, Jim and I will man the ship uh, for the next for the next 10 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, we've been talking a lot about COVID stuff. Uh, I, I, there's a lot going on. It's kind of like there's been another wave of sports that have started. And so because there's another wave, it just brings on this whole conversation again uh, with, you know, the NBA getting ready to get started and, uh, you know, college basketball has gotten rolling. So, you know, it's just it's just the next wave and we're going to see how it plays out. I hope they do better than the previous ones, but we'll see. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. But, You're on the air. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is a question of values. Uh, healthcare workers are really on the front line saving lives, and athletes, that is not the case. And so we really need to um, consider people's lives. It's um, really, really important and more important than you know, athletes playing games because they can do other things and there can be other entertainment. I, I don't disagree um. at all. But, but but again, it just goes back to what I've said from the beginning. And as Jim pointed out, that the athletes are the ones with the money and in the financial institution that we are, as, as this country is set up, there's more money in getting athletes vaccinated than there is frontline medical workers. So and and again, I agree with you, Paul, one hundred percent. I just I hope that's the reality we we get to. 
Yes, and I think, you know, if we have a centralized policy that's based on compassion, then we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's, it's um, I, I think the old cliche, voting with the, your dollars, I think people want their entertainment. I, I, I think there's people that would rather watch the NBA than go get the vaccine. I hate to say that, but I, I think those people are out there. Yeah. Apparently, people that are affected by it are just horrified, and I hope their voices, you know, can really make sense to people. Uh, that's my hope. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm glad this call came when it did, because we've been throwing out the 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 worst case scenario that they're gonna throw all the frontline workers aside to give it all to the athletes the way they did with the testing. We're hoping you're right, or we're hoping that the, there's enough compassion that it, that we're proven wrong. Yes, and I think I did read the Washington Post article, and it is the fact that the frontline workers aren't getting the testing that they need. So it's already a problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you for the thank call. You, thank you. Yeah, it was it was really weird. Like even going back to because I'm as big of an NBA fan as anybody. I think the NBA is one of the more progressive leagues in professional sports in terms of you know social activism, getting people to vote, all those types of things. I think the NBA is is far and away at the forefront of that in the professional sports world. But even then, it was just so weird because I had this conversation with people: is those guys in the bubble were getting tested two, three times a day in certain scenarios. Hello, and Carl. Like, you're on. Those are resources that could have gone to other places. I get that argument. Try again, caller. 707-895-2448. You're on the air. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give another try. Yeah, give us a call back. We, our apologies for the issues with the phones. Not quite sure what's going on. Uh, I, of course, can't see a whole lot. So, no, <laughs> but yeah, we have our apologies for what's going on with the phones. A couple minutes left on the show here, so keep trying. We'll get you on uh, if we can get things squared away. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. So yeah, we we um, that one went around. I, I'm glad we got that the, the last caller that that. You know that that was sort of enough's enough type call, right? You know, and, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, five minutes left on the show here, Jim. Let's go in the in a totally opposite direction. Can you this hear us, caller? Some... Caller, you're on the air. Beautiful. I'm gonna pull the sports one off. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know what the problem is. But go ahead. What do you got, Vince? Uh, well, you know, I just wanted to follow up on something Jerry was talking about earlier. Since I agree, I think we've moved on from what we all hope will happen, and and we can drop that subject at least for now. Um, but we, Jerry was talking earlier about the the the, the uh, atmosphere in college sports covering up for good or bad teams, um, and I I totally agree. I think I think what it is is the the atmosphere of a college environment is part of the game just like jim and you and i are getting yep. uh, instant replay because the officials are a part of the game that atmosphere i've been to cameron indoor stadium a couple times and it's insane what goes on in there and i've seen way better teams lose to duke in that stadium because i believe that energy 
can rattle you in ways you wouldn't get rattled if there's no crowd. So what I think is happening now is you're seeing the better team win out more so than not, whether it's at home or on the road, because you don't have that added element. <laughs> That's a good point. I was going to say, I was going to say, is the only reason we think Duke's good is because of the Cameron Indoor Stadium? <laughs> it's the only reason it makes it fun to watch them outside of the good basketball. Vince, thanks for your support. <laughs> you got your, it, guys. Thanks Hope for you your had support. A great Thanksgiving. Thanks. Thanks, Vince. Call, you're on the air. Can you hear us? Give a call back. Couple minutes left on the show here, and uh, then we'll be wrapping things up. Uh, give us a call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Just a couple minutes left on the sports phone here. Still there, Chair? Yeah, I'm still here. All you right, still there, you got Jim? uh, yeah, you got one minute here. Um, this has been a good sports phone for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Again, apologies for the issues with the phones. Let's if see. We if... tried to get on, but uh, you know, well, we'll be okay, back next you... week. Plenty of time to talk more sports. Yep, you're on the air. Hi. Oh, good. Social dancing. Social dancing. There's thousands of dancers out there that are unable to get together and dance, and it's, you know, it's brutal. You still there? Yeah. You still there, caller? All right, forget it. Nope, you're there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The phone, the phone thing is not working, but social dancing, that's all I, I want to say. They're missing out big time, and COVID is, is decimating the whole the whole movement so I, I, there you have it are you still there caller yeah she's still there jim i have a question for you okay what has the commercial commercialization of what, what do you call that that tv show dancing with the stars where they've turned oh, dancing yeah, where right. they've, where they, you like, know people who are serious about it, it's like it's like the difference between professional surfers and soul surfers it's you know people that uh dance dance because of the experience of of all the different variety of dancers you know there's and people who do swing and blues and salsa and tango i mean they they do it and they move around to all these different venues and mm -hmm. you know they travel all over the world and it's a it's caller a really, i gotta go we're gonna call her we're gonna thousands get of them it's tight but it's you know we're gonna get cut off I, i'm sorry i had to call you jer wrap it up we have 15 seconds yeah, it's unfortunate because I had some comments about that, but I agree with that caller. We're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for everyone for joining on the Sports Phone. We'll be back next week. Thanks for everyone for listening. This has been a production of KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.